Well, as I shared, I'm excited this morning. We have our youth and young adults pastor, Hunter Costello. He is going to be preaching this morning. Uh, But before I bring you up here, Hunter, there's two things that are really, really critical that we have to say. The first one is that when he walks up, you might want to throw something at him. And feel free. Feel free to do that if you'd like to do that. You'll know what I mean when he steps to the stage. Uh, But the second thing that I want to say is this, that around here, we hire heart first. Because you can get all the other stuff right, but if you miss the heart, it's all worthless. It all falls apart. And, and I'm so proud of Hunter and Haley, uh, our youth and young adult pastors. They, they are people who have genuine hearts, who love people. They love Christ with all of them, and they want to just serve. And can you give a rounding applause to Hunter Costello? Love you too. Woo. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good, good, cool. Uh, well, hey, uh, Greg said, my name's Hunter. I'm the youth and young adult pastor here at Zoe Church. And I'm super excited to be here with you guys this morning. But I want to take a moment. I want to give honor where honor is due. Uh, if you guys have been at Zoe Church for a little while, you know that some incredible things have happened here at this church. And it is all God. Okay, but we have some incredible lead pastors here at Zoe Church through Greg and Amber Linz. And seriously, man, they are some of the most incredible people you'll ever meet. But hold on, hold on. Let me say it. Let me say it. Uh, seriously, uh, watching the way that you guys have led faithfully um, and just been true to the things that God has called you guys for this church, uh, man, this is all uh, because of your faithfulness and the way that God has moved through you. And so thank you guys so much. Can we give them some love this morning? Come on. Woo. Uh, well, I'm super excited. Before we jump in, guys, I want to welcome you, an official welcome to 2021. You guys made it. Come on, give yourselves a round of applause. You made it through 2020. The lucky few. Yeah, last year was crazy, right? Like, it was absolutely, like, there was a lot of weird things that happened last year. Uh, But you know what I have not seen this year? Uh, I have yet to see anyone post on social media, 2021 is going to be my year. Like, think of it. Every year people post that, and no one has done it this year. I think people are afraid, right? But if if I'm being real this, this morning, I think that if we as believers, if we can hold a spirit of expectation and truly live, believe that this is a year that we can look back and we can say we saw the things we prayed for, like the revival and the breakthrough and all this stuff, and we can look back and say we watched God move in our lives. I'm so excited for this year, and and I can promise you this, there's going to be some really good things and there's going to be some hard things, but God has plans for this year, and I'm excited. Uh, But this morning, you're going to need a Bible. Do we have any AP Honors Christians in here? You brought a real Bible to church? Anyone? Okay. I like it. Well, hey, if you didn't bring a real Bible, that's okay. You can take out your iPhone. Uh, We use uh, the YouVersion Bible app around here. It's an incredible mobile app. If you have an Android, just go ahead and put that back in your pocket. We don't need any blurry pictures. It's all good. Kidding. But hey, uh, we're going to be in the book of Numbers. It's the fourth book in our Bible early on, Numbers chapter 11, starting in verse 5. Uh, Numbers 11, starting in verse 5. You want to put a finger in chapter 13 because we'll be there real quick. Uh, but before, before I get into that, uh, this is actually a message that I was going to preach a year ago. 
uh, December 29th, 2019. And then on the 27th, my wife and I, well, my wife, she gave birth to our first child, Theodore, and Greg preached that Sunday. And so this message has just been marinating in my heart for the last year. And I wasn't going to preach it, but God has just been moving this message in and through my life. And I can't wait. I know it's for this morning. But Numbers chapter 11, uh, starting in verse 5, it says this. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and garlic. Mm. Flip to chapter 13, starting in verse 25. It says this. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. Who are they? They are 10 spies that Moses sends into the promised land. And this is land promised to the Israelites centuries beforehand by God to their ancestor Abraham. And so God promises this land to him, and 400 years later, and through a series of, you guys know, very unfortunate events, they're finally on the edge of this promised land that God has for them, and Moses sends 10 spies in to check out the land. In verse 27, they come back, and in front of all 3 million Israelites and Moses, this is the account that they give. It says, We went into the land to which you sent us to explore, and it does indeed flow with milk and honey. It is a bountiful country, and here is the kind of fruit that it produces. Everyone say, but. Good job. But the people who live there are powerful, and their cities are fortified and very large. We even saw giants, the descendants of Anak, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, all the ites, our enemies live in this land. If you're reading this, you kind of like, and you're like me, you kind of like see yourself in this, where we're like going about our life, walking in our faith journey, like WWJD, right? What would Jesus do? And then we face opposition and enemies in our life, and we're like, what? How, what? Like, God, what? But God never said that our faith was going to be easy. He never said, oh, man, it's going to be a breeze. He just said he was going to be faithful. Like, that's what God told us, right? And I don't want to be like the Israelites to where they're freaking out in their life over an enemy that God said was going to be there. Come on. All right. I'm going. All right. Chapter, uh, verse 30, right? Everyone say, but, but Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, yo, man, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly conquer it. Everyone say, but. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't. We can't do this. We cannot go and attack those people. They are stronger than we are. So they spread among the Israelites a bad report of the land they explored. They said this, the land we explored devours those that go to live in it. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. This morning, I want to take a few moments. I want to look what was written thousands of years ago that I think still applies to us in this season entering into 2021. Uh, if you're taking notes this morning, we have a big so what every week, right? If you forget everything else I say, which you might, this is what I want you guys to remember. But the big so what is also the title this morning, and it's uh, Egypt is not 
an option. Can you guys say that? Egypt is not an option. Uh, Can we pray real quick? Father, we just thank you that we can even come together as a body of believers. And God, I I just thank you that you are a God who is not distant. You speak to us. You have spoken things into our lives, over our lives. And God, I pray that as we step into this new year, God, you would incite our spirits to, to confidence and boldness, to step into the things that you have planned for us. Help us to be believers and Christians of action. Father, we thank you for this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, this, man, the Bible cracks me up, right? Like weeks before what we just read, right? Not months, not years, weeks before this, we see probably the second greatest miracle in all of Scripture. Like the first miracle, right, greatest miracle hands down the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? That saves us, that conquered death, that allows for us to have right standing relationship with God if we choose. But weeks before this, we see probably the second greatest miracle. And I would say that that is the supernatural, indescribable, instantaneous deliverance of all three million Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, right? Like this miracle is insane. If you flip back a couple books in your Bible, you get to the book of Exodus, and it tells this story. And if you read closely, it doesn't just say that they, they leave free. It says that they leave with all of the gold and silver in Egypt. Like Pharaoh is in so much fear of God. He, he's like, go, take my money, just run, right? But it also goes on and says that not one of them leave sick or feeble. So the Israelites, they are firsthand witnesses of this incredible miracle where they leave Egypt healthy, wealthy, and free, But it doesn't end there. This is like a Billy Mays commercial, all right? Like, it just keeps going, right? Because we all know the next part of this story. They, like, they get to the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his army, they change their minds. They're pursuing them. They, like, God splits the Red Sea. It's like walking through the doors of Walmart, right? They get to the other side. They witness Pharaoh and his army taken out behind them. And then they're in this wilderness, this in-between desert period. And God leads them through it. Like, in the middle of the day, he would lead them by a cloud. In, in a desert, it, it probably provides shade for them. And then at night, this is so cool, right? He, he leads them by a pillar of fire that it, we all know in deserts, it, it, sand gets cold. And so it probably provides warmth for them. But it doesn't stop there because we all know the Israelites, they're bougie. They're like, we're hungry, right, God? So God provides manna for them. And, and, and if you don't know what manna is, this is how it works. You go to bed. You get up, and there's carbs everywhere, right? Like, this is my dream. (laughs) It's awesome. And then they're like, we're thirsty. So God literally splits a rock, and water starts flowing with them everywhere. Like like Dasani water or sparkling still, whatever. It's incredible. They have this water going with them, and they have witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle. And they're standing in this wilderness. They're looking at their promised land. And they turn to Moses, and they say, you know, we miss the free fish dinners and the garlic and the onions. Remember once in a while, they used to compost crab legs. You guys remember that? Like imagine where their minds had to go. Think of that, to forget everything of the past. Like the abuse, the brick making, the whipping posts, the rape, the murder, the, the mass graves, the humiliation, separation of family members that you never see again, evil slavery that existed for generations and generations. And they were able to ignore all of that for some garlic and onions. 
like psychologists tell us, you guys know this, right? Psychologists tell us that there's a, a syndrome called the Stockholm Syndrome. And you guys know what that is? It, it's a syndrome where a person in captivity actually falls in love with their captor and they become loyal to that person and only choose to see the good in them. And, and, and so they fall in love with the person that's keeping them bound and they can no longer see the bondage that they're in. If I'm being honest this morning, I fear so often because I feel like this is where a lot of us land. Right? We read this and we're like, what? Like, look at what they just went through and then they just fall right back to their past. But if we read on in our Bible, like the Apostle Paul writes to us in 1 Corinthians 10 and he says, use them as an example of what not to do. Because here's my fear, is that we can actually be the, like, we can be the children of God, right? Called by God, or by God, right? Delivered out of darkness by God, saved by God, loved by God, changed by God, and still never enter our promised land. <laughs> like, we may end up going to heaven, but we never experience heaven here on earth, right? Yeah, like, it gets better, right? We can experience the love of God, but we never experience the promises that God has for us here. We might end up going to heaven, but we never experience this. And, and, and we end up becoming what I would consider wilderness wanderers who wander the rest of our life in our wilderness instead of entering into the promises. But I feel like there's some people here and some people watching online this morning that say, "Mm -mm, no, I'm getting everything that God has for me because I refuse to die in my wilderness. And we as believers, we need to be these people because otherwise we will be people staring at our promised land and craving our past. Right? Like our toes might be in the Jordan River, but our hearts are back in Egypt. And this morning, I want to take a few moments. I want to look at this scripture and three things that I feel like is so applicable to us today in 2021, stepping into this new year, that if we can apply these three things to our life, it will help us begin to walk in the promises that God has for us today. If you're taking notes, the first point is this. Choose Choose your cost. Choose your cost. Look, remember what they said? We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. <laughs> how about 400 years of slavery, right? That's a cost. It's incredible how they were just able to ignore all that. Uh, not that long ago, I was having a conversation with a, a buddy that I grew up with. We went to school together, and we still, like, catch up on the phone. And uh, when we're talking, and he starts talking about his ex-girlfriend, right? And he's got a new girlfriend, and she's incredible. Like, she, she loves the Lord. She, she's, like, the best thing in my buddy's life. But he starts talking about his ex-girlfriend. And this is probably mean, but she's terrible. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> like, she ruined his life, <laughs> Seriously, though, like, like, like they, after school, they, they, like, right, they went to college, they moved in together, they bought a house together, they bought a dog together, and she ruined his life. She ruined his life, his family's life. She took the house. She even took the dog, and I don't even think she likes dogs. <laughs> that was the most offensive part to some of you guys. She doesn't like dogs. Jeez. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I know, I know. There's just things I miss about her. And her cooking was so good. 
And he's so caught up in the cooking that he's forgetting about all the pain that she put him through, right? And, and, and that's like us. We get caught up in like one little thing and we start talking about the good old days that really weren't all that good. And next thing you know, we're like the Israelites saying, we remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. But let me let you know, everything has a cost. Good or bad, every single thing has a cost. Let, let me help you with some of these, right? Because there's a cost of success and, and there's a cost of laziness, right? Both have a cost. You have to choose your cost. How, how many, like this is not a bad thing. How many people in here would like to say you would love to make more money? Anyone in here? Don't be ashamed, right? Anyone want to make more money? There's like no hands. You're liars. Everyone wants to make more money. That's not a bad thing, right? Well, then go get a job. Well, Hunter, I already have a job. <laughs> go get a second job, right? There's a cost to everything you want. I can look at my parents' lives, and my parents were phenomenal models to me and my siblings of financial freedom. And, and, and I can look back, and, because they knew the lifestyle that they wanted us to live. And there was hardly a time that I can remember my parents didn't have a second form of income because they knew the cost to the lifestyle they wanted us to live. What about this? The cost of living in a budget or living in debt. Y'all know what debt is, right? It's, it's buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like. <laughs> Think about it, right? Anyone here on a budget? Yes. A budget sucks. <laughs> like, I'm good at saving money. I like saving money. I also love eating out. And that is not in the budget. Like a budget hurts. But as believers, we can't be people just living for the temporary. We need to be people building for the future, right? What about this? Maybe it's talking to that boy, mm, you know. Or that girl that wants to hang out with you. But you know they make you do things that you don't want to do. There's a cost to everything. You have to choose your cost. How about this? Uh, the cost of walking in the promises that God has over your life or living in regret. Everything's got a cost, right? Like our destiny, it's not easy. It's just worth it. And I would rather pay that cost than the cost of living in regret. <laughs> Maybe for some of you, this is my thing, I'll be honest, right? Maybe for some of you, it's waking up early in the morning or living in a frenzy every day of your life, <laughs> Mm -hmm. Some of you guys got kids. You know exactly what I'm talking about. They got to like get on, log in for school at 7.30. So they're going to wake up at 7.29. <laughs> they're like, oh, in a mess, wrinkled shirt, sleeper in their eye, pillow creased on their face. And you're like, oh, what? Like, I, I work with the youth. I'm going to brag on them for just a little bit. But I've had these conversations since working with youth students. As I'll have students come up and they'll be like, bro, Hunter, like, I need you to pray for me. I just need favor with, you know, from God with my teachers and my employers. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, maybe, <laughs> probably not. Like, you just need to like a hot shower and brush your teeth and maybe, maybe get your eyebrows did, right? Like, like that's, <laughs> that's the truth. And it's funny because like weeks later, they'll come back and they're like, <clears throat> Hunter, you wouldn't believe. Like God has just been giving me such favor with my teachers and my employers. And I'm like, no, he hasn't. <laughs> maybe. Probably not. Like, you just smell nice and you look presentable, right? <laughs> so, so maybe for some of us, instead of waking up at the last moment, we wake up an hour earlier, right? 
and we open the Bible. And we, get, we see what God's speaking to us for that day. And, and maybe we drink a cup of coffee at home instead of going to Starbucks every day and get an $18 sugar drink. And, and then maybe we pray and, and we, get our, we see what God's speaking to our soul for that day. And, and maybe we eat breakfast in the morning for once in our life. And maybe we drive to work at a normal speed instead of going 95 miles per hour down 35W. And then you get a speeding ticket. And then you get financial provision. And there's a cost to everything in life. Maybe for some of you, it's the cost of sexual purity. Well, I'm married, so I don't have to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just because you have a ring on your finger does not mean you're exempt from that. Let's be real. And if you're single, it might cost you misunderstandings with people. Like some of us have been here. Hey, you want to go back to my place in Netflix and chill? No, I don't want to go back to your place in Netflix and chill. Well, why not? Because I'm an idiot, and I'll know exactly what I'm going to want to do, right? So instead of going back to your place, we're going to go to Starbucks, where there's a lot of other people around here, and you can get to know me for who I really am. <laughs> well, what if that person doesn't understand? Then move on, right? Like, we get to decide, right? Like, uh, like, do we want to, like, live in regret and shame and we've given, like, a little piece of our heart to someone who really doesn't know us, doesn't care about us, doesn't love us, or are we okay being a little bit lonely and a whole lot whole? Preach. <laughs> like, I would rather be a little lonely and a whole lot whole than entertained and broken. I'm going to jump back into this message. Want to know the incredible thing about garlic and onions? They, yeah, they do make your breath sing. Right, garlic and onions, like they were in Egypt, but they were also in the promised land. Like the things that we want are in God. They're just God's way, right? Like sex, it's in the promised land. It's just God's way. Like the career that you want, that you've been praying for, you've been working so hard, it's in the promised land. It's just God's way. Like the resources that you need for your business, the ideas, the dreams, they're in the promised land. They're just God's way. Come on. Like the garlic and onions that we want, like they're in the promised land. They're just God's way. I'm lost here. Boom. I'm gone off. This morning, I, I just want to remind you guys that Egypt is not an option. Can you guys say that? Egypt is not an option. Everything has a cost, but you have to choose your cost. Point number one, choose your cost. Number two is this. Choose your but. Choose your but. One T. One T. It's my humor for this morning. So 10 spies come back from the land. You can read it. They're jacked on cloud nine. You can see them like chest bumping, high-fiving. They're like, it's everything God said it was going to be. OMG Moses, you should have been there. But. But. There's giants in the land. But, like, there's enemies. Like, man, why are you surprised? God said they were going to be there. And, and, like, the Israelites, they were so focused on, on, on the enemies, right? They were so focused on the enemies that they couldn't see the possibilities that God had for them in the future, right? They come back and they say, but, but two of the eight, or two of the ten spies that came back, Joshua and Caleb, gave a positive report. Yes, there's giants in the land. There's some big old dudes. Yes, there are large fortified cities, but God has been so faithful. 
He's been so faithful, right? Look at what he's done in our life. He took us out of Egypt. That was bad. He gave us money. He he healed us. He led us through the Red Sea and Walmart doors. He took us through the wilderness. He, He gave us bread and good carbs. He gave us Dasani water. And he has been so good to us. And the only indicator that we need for our future is to look back at our past and see how good God has been. Like, come on, if we can see how good God has been, then we know how good God will be. I want to be like Caleb, who says, let's go take the land because we are able. And the only way that Caleb knew that he was able is because he knew God was able. This is getting good, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. We have to choose our butt. I'm going to go a little off script here. Greg does not know this. But around here at Zoe Church this last year, we got to choose a but. Uh, we're a very giving church, very faithfully giving church, and we do our, our tithes, our offerings, and then we have something called our kingdom builders. And this is above and beyond giving. It's not sketchy. None of it stays here. It doesn't go to the staff. It goes locally to, to further things in our community and bring the gospel to people. And then we partner globally with organizations and people uh, all around the world to bring the name of Jesus to people who have never heard it before. This last year, we literally built a border patrol station to rescue girls being sex trafficked between India and Nepal. But this year, we got to choose a but. And being a staff person, you kind of get to be in on some of the conversations. And this is how a conversation with Greg and the board could have gone. Yes, we set a very audacious goal for our kingdom builders this last year. And then Rona hits, right, coronavirus. And no one knows what the next few weeks, months, years are going to look like. But maybe we should just take care of ourselves, right? Maybe we should take care of our salaries, make sure all of our ducks are in an order. But that's not what happened. And, and I get to brag on our pastors because I love them and I can, and I have the stage and the mic, sorry. <laughs> but that's not what happened. Because I know that Greg and the board sat down and they said, yeah, no one knows what the next few weeks, months, years are going to look like, but God has been faithful. He's been so faithful for us. And in a year of financial turmoil, we didn't just meet our kingdom builder goal, we exceeded it. Like, that's incredible. And I can confidently brag on him and say the first thing that Greg went to the board and said was, was that not a single one of our missionaries are going to lose a cent of what we've promised them. Like, nothing. I'm pretty sure we added missionaries this last year. Like, that's an incredible thing. In 2020, we got to choose a butt around here. Choose your cost. Choose your butt. And my third point this morning is this. Choose your future. Choose your future. So look at what they said in verse 33. I want to put this up on the screen. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. The Bible cracks me up, guys. It's so funny. You have to read the Bible with some humor. Look at this. They're spies. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, And that's what they thought too. Like, you're a spy. Like, who's seeing you, man? Right? Like, like, you have one job. Don't be seen. (laughs) Seriously. But but how many of you guys know that fear causes us to speak irrationally? Right? 
Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. The amazing thing about feelings, as Proverbs 27, 3 says, as a man thinks, so he is. As a man thinks, so he is. So our feelings are actually defining us. As a man feels, so he is. So uh, your inward dialogue is actually shaping your life. It shapes your life. Look at what they said. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. Here's a little life advice. We cannot live by feelings. As believers, we can't live by feelings, right? Because feelings are fickle and they come and go. And if you are a sports fan around here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because one moment you love your team and the next you can't stand them. Any Vikings and Bears fans in here just said, mm-hmm, amen, right? Like that's the truth. We cannot live by our feelings. I want to take a moment. This might be awkward. It might be weird. But whether you're sitting here at home in your bed eating Cheetos, I just want you guys to actually just close your eyes. Just close your eyes and just get silent for a moment. No one knows what this 2021 is going to look like. I think we all pray that it's not another 2020, but I feel like this needs to be a year where some of us step out of our past and into the God-sized dreams that he has over our life. What are those things? Man, think, whether, whether it was last week, 40 years ago, like what is that promise that God has given you? What are the things that God has spoken over your life? He's burned in your heart, the things that excite you, the things that frustrate you. Man, what are those things? thankful that we are a church not called to be edified and built up by the gifts of just a couple, but we are a church edified by the collective. God has called us all to step into our promised lands. What is that thing for you? I want to pray for you guys this morning. I want to pray for two groups. I want to pray for those of you who maybe you've been dragging your feet for years. You know this, you know exactly what your promise is, but maybe it just doesn't make sense. Logistically, financially, it's too big, it's a God-sized dream. I don't know if I can do this. I wanna pray for you and I also wanna pray for those that maybe you just don't know what that is yet. I don't know what God has for me. I don't know what the promised land in my life looks like. Would you guys pray with me real quick? Father, I thank you, God, that you are not done speaking to us. You are an active God, a God who is alive, a God who changes things, a God who loves us enough to individually speak to each and every one of us. And God, I pray this morning that you would remind us and you would build confidence and boldness to help us step into the promises that you have for us this morning. God, would you give us dreams, not just small dreams, but God-sized dreams this morning. Father, would you just help us be a church of action, not stagnant. God, I pray that you would remind us of these, God, that you wouldn't let them fall off our mind. But God, that we would be a church marked by the things that you're doing through us. And God, I pray for those in this room that maybe you, you, they just haven't heard that yet. God, I pray that you would speak. 
because that's what you do. Your Holy Spirit speaks to us, God. It's so alive and active. And God, I pray that you would remind us, you would cultivate in us a heart that's ripe for for your dreams and, and these promises and passions and purposes that you desire for your children to have. God, we thank you that you're not done moving. You're not done growing in us. You're not done doing works. And God, if we're not dead, you're not done. And we declare that this morning. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all, can I finish this story real quick? I like to think I'm a storyteller. But my favorite part of this story isn't even in numbers. It's a couple books later. But So both groups come back. They give their report. And they're both right. Like the the two, we can do it. The eight, no, we can't. They're both right. Because whether you think you can or you cannot, you will. I feel like Yoda saying that. (laughs) Whether you think you can or you cannot, you will. And so what happens is the, 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 the Israelites and Moses decide not to step into their promised land. And they go into the wilderness and they wander for 40 years. That's a long time. I'm not going to make any old jokes in here. 40 years. And 40 years is the exact amount of time that it takes for every single Israelite, 18 or older, to die. Every single one of them, dead. 40 years, except for Joshua and Caleb. And all of the children of Israel, 40 years later, Joshua and Caleb lead them into the wilderness. And my favorite part of this story is in Joshua chapter 2. Because they're finally entering their promised land. They're about to start pushing out these people. They're about to take Jericho. We know the story of Jericho. And they're talking to a Canaanite spy who's a prostitute. And she's actually in the family lineage of Jesus. Right? Talk about family issues, right? <laughs> and this is what she says to all of Israel. She says, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea 40 years ago when you came out of Egypt. Verse 11, when we heard of what happened 40 years ago, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of how because of you for the lord your god is god in heaven above and on earth below for 40 years while the israelites were too busy dying the it, those ites the enemies would wake up every morning they look over their towers and say another day they haven't crossed the jordan yet and for 40 years that enemy lived in fear for 40 years enemy lived in fear. The enemy is always going to try to convince you that it, that promise, it doesn't make sense. It's too big. You can't do it. Your insecurities, boo-boo, it's bad, right? Like, like the enemy is always going to try to trick you out of the things that God has promised, but we are able because God is able. 2021 is going to be marked by the year that you either step into the promises or you wander in your wilderness. Can, can you guys stand? I just want to pray as we leave. Father, thank you so much, God, that we have this, a body of believers to build each other up. 
God, to, to speak into, God, that your Holy Spirit speaks to us. And God, I just thank you so much that, God, you are not done speaking. God, there are still promises. There are still dreams and things that we have to step into. And God, you have those because you are a good father. God, I pray that you would incite our feet to walk into those this morning. God, help us to be the hands and feet as we walk around this week. God, to everywhere that we take the gospel, help us to be the light, the salt, and the light of the world this morning. We pray this in 